Am I Reister or am I wrong? Mark Cuban owns Ted Cruz. No high school football is going to cause chaos. Kanye is a train wreck. And NFL players mean business. And it's because the white and black players have united. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet. Daily fire. Facts only. Check your feelings at the door. This ain't the place for the left, the right, snowflakes, or social justice warriors. And no BS. I keep it 100. Make sure that you email me at gwpodcast at unafraidshow.com. Subscribe, tell a friend, and most importantly, leave a five-star rating. Let's get to the show. Well, we will actually start with Mark Cuban owning Ted Cruz. And it all started, if you don't know, it all started with a tweet. A tweet from a just a, a regular person uh, who uh, named Isaac Harris. He said, anytime, this was a quote about J.J. Barea on Luka Doncic. He said, anytime you have one of the best players in the NBA, 21 years old, you know, being excited about it. This guy named Mark Davis, a radio host in uh, Dallas, tweets out, I'm so ready to be in on this year's Mavericks home stretch. So much promise, so much personality. But the minute one player kneels during the anthem, I'm out. Surely Mark Cuban can lead the way for the Mavs and the NBA to do whatever gesture they wish without insulting our nation. Mark Cuban did not take that very kindly. And he said, the national anthem police in this country are out of control. If you want to complain, complain to your boss and ask why they don't play the national anthem every day before you start work. So Mark Cuban had a response for it. No problem. Then you got Ted Cruz coming off the top rope, and instead of adding Mark Cuban, he tried to be uh, he tried to be sneaky, and he screenshotted it and put up. Said, "Really, NBA is telling everyone who stands for the flag, who honors our cops and our veterans, to piss off in Texas, no less. Good luck with that." Mark Cuban says, "Have some balls for once, Ted Cruz. Speak to me." And Ted Cruz goes on to ask him about China and why he won't say anything about China. Mark Cuban says, I can say black lives matter and systematic racism exists. And I have, and he also put in a link where he's criticized China, but he says, I don't get into foreign country politics and all that. And, uh, and why won't he stand up and speak the truth to Donald Trump? See, here is where I get off on Ted, Ted Cruz, because Listen, Republican, Democrat, it has nothing to do with that. When you let a man insult your wife and your father and you don't come back at them super hard and then you go back later on and kiss the ring, you are a coward. So you get owned by anybody who comes for you because you cannot then be stand on any ground. Like you kissing the ring of a dude who insulted your wife and your father. Dude, my wife would leave me to this day if I allowed that to happen. He's got no balls. And it's just sad to see. But but we have so many people that want to talk about the national anthem. I mean, I'm it's ridiculous that we have to go over this again. But we will. Our servicemen and women who I've gone all around the world speaking to, they sacrifice, they die, they give their service. 
for our freedoms. And if we are then going to try to impose on people's freedoms, say that they can't use them, then what is their service for? The United States was founded on protests, the American Revolutionary War, the uh, the Civil War, uh, women's rights, civil rights, all of these things about protest. The country was founded upon it. So to then say that you don't want somebody's protest or it's wrong is 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 asinine to me. It like it protest is the most American thing that you can possibly do. And everybody knows I'm not a conservative. I'm not a liberal. I have ideas that live on both sides of the aisle, like I believe that most of you do. But these people who back themselves in the conservative corner, they'll tell you, oh, people hate them because people hate opposing ideas and and they cry about flag worship. Well, why is it that they don't like other people's views? Then they start crying. But then somebody says something about there and then, they're, oh, they're attacking me dude. get grow up. But the truth is, is the NBA a little bit hypocritic and some of the players not speaking out about China a little bit? But who does speak out about China or actually do anything about it? Our corporations and our companies are beholden to China. We owe China over a trillion dollars. Our states, uh, like there are some states like Missouri, $600 million in, um, in trade to China. Come on, man. Like the the U.S. exported one hundred and five billion dollars to goods in China in night in twenty nineteen. Exports to China account for one thousand jobs in all but one U.S. state and ten thousand jobs in over 30 states. That's why people don't stand up to China, because they will actually do something. They their government is oppressive. And they will do it. So when people get to talking about, oh, you won't stand up to China. Well, nobody stands up to China. None of these corporations, not our country. We pretend to we we walk with a soft stick, a tiny stick. I mean, and then also China remains one of the top five goods and services export markets for most states in the country. Come on, man. Like, but we're going to call out NBA players. No, let's take care of our own racism and oppression in our own country before we try to police somebody else's backyard. Um, Next thing up, uh, high school football is was dealt a huge blow today because you had California announce that. The season was being pushed back to January. So high school football season is going to start January 8th here in California. You're going to have a basketball season resume after that. And all the other sports kind of fit somewhere. Well, all the fall and winter sports fit somewhere in between that January to March start. They put out a playoff thing and all that. But how this is affecting college football is You've had Achille Calhoun, who's committed to Cal, Victory Vaca, Texas Tech, and George Wilson, who is going to South Carolina. All these kids, uh, George Wilson's from Virginia, I believe. All these kids who were going to potentially check in early, check in in the wintertime, which some of these kids do, they're skipping their senior season of high school football. And this is going to set off a, a, a bomb around the country because you've already had California pushing back the season. 
Virginia pushing backslash canceling. Same thing with New Mexico. And Texas may be on the brink of that as well. So you're going to have some of the top high school football players foregoing essentially their senior season and skipping out and saying, listen, I'm not going. I'm not going to play because there's nothing to gain. If you are a kid who already has a committable offer and you and you're locked into your school, why would you play? There's no upside. The only thing that can happen is you can get hurt and then you could potentially lose your opportunity at a scholarship. So under no circumstances, if my kid was already committed and we were locked in, you know, a four star, five star prospect or a high three star and we're locked in. Mm mm. Nope, nope. See you later, buddy. We're getting these grades and we are out. And if, but the thing is, if enough kids drop out of high school football, will that actually stop parents from suing these school districts for an extra year of eligibility for those kids? Because there's a lot of kids that their parents, they want them to have that fifth year. They want them to have an opportunity to be seen, go to these camps, all this. So school districts are in a lurch right there. Um, but the NCAA has another problem on its hands. It, it has too many cooks in the kitchen. I'm going to read you a couple of names of the people who have been weighing in on the pandemic. I already talked about on the last episode how Mark Emmert has been an absolute failure in his lack of leadership. But we don't even need to go there. You can listen to the last uh, podcast episode. Here are the folks who have been consulted with by the NCAA. You have the NCAA Sports and Science Institute, the NCAA COVID-19 Advisory Panel, the American Medical Society for Sports Medicine COVID Working Group, the Autonomy 5 Medical Advisory Group, the National Medical Association, the NCAA Committee on Competitive Safeguards and Medical Aspects of Sports Prevention and Performance Subcommittee, Whew! as well as the CDC. All these people, th- this is why you can't get anything done. You got too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, next thing up, Kanye West. It is wrong to go to a Kanye West rally. It is wrong to cover it. It is wrong to even pay attention to it because he's clearly not well. And would you buy a ticket to watch a bleeding man in the street? Would you? Probably not, right? That's what you're watching when you're watching Kanye West right now. There's a reason Kim Kardashian and the rest of the crew is not out promoting his campaign. The dude is not okay. The only question that you have to ask yourself is, do you believe that he's well or do you believe that he's got making very valid points? Because if you believe that he's making very valid points and he's serious about this, then you have to take his comments at, with the same seriousness as you do any other candidate. It's the same as you do Ted Cruz, senator in Texas, same as you do uh, Donald Trump or Joe Biden or whoever else is running. You have to pay attention to them and really consider their ideas and thoughts. But if you don't think that he is mentally stable and where he needs to be right now, then you are fueling a breakdown and it's cruel. 
So I hope Kanye West gets all the help that he needs. But it is sad to see right now. And please stop signing up for the train wreck because the man is not well right now. Uh, The last thing we got up is the NFL. The NFL, I've been talking about it, the problems, the potential problems with coming back for the National Football League. And one of the best things that we've seen yesterday, which was the smartest thing the players could have done, was to get ahead of the PR. You saw Patrick Mahomes, J.J. Watt, uh, Richard Sherman, Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, all tweet yesterday and many others about safety concerns with the league coming back. And if it had just been black players, it would have been taken as a black lives matter. They're making demands. Everybody else wants to get back to work, but no, this was a united front by the players because it seems that the NFL has been on the no plan plan in terms of COVID-19. They have not put out a, 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 all the, to the players at least, all of the testing procedures and the complete plan for the players to agree with. And the biggest issue is one that we should all care about because if we all want to see sports, that's the acclimation period. This is going to be one of the biggest sticking points to players coming back and the NFL coming back. The acclimation period. The owners want a five-day acclimation period. Players want a 21-day acclimation period. And what that period is, is where you come back, you start working out, ramping up before you can start practices. It gets players to uh, get their bodies in shape. Yes, they're professionals. They've all been working out at their different facilities and all that. But there is nothing like competing against other people, uh, having that energy, testosterone, all of that kick in. And the reason why that matters Because the last time that there was any sort of work stoppage in the NFL was 2011. And following that work stoppage, you had increase in injuries by 25%. Achilles injuries more than doubled. Hamstring injuries went up 44%. And other injuries, just soft tissue injuries and made ACLs went up all of that in 2011. And that's why they want the acclimation period. Owners want five days. They want 21. There's that's not a lot of wiggle room in there, but it's got to at least be two weeks. This is where sometimes the owners make no sense. You want the players healthy. You want them to play, serve the product, but then you don't want to make sure that they're healthy. It's asinine. I mean, think about the, the, the testing is another issue that they're going to have. The league wants to test every, well, three to four times a week. Players want daily testing because the problem is, is that, is that with the, what the Vikings were talking about doing, having players wear rings so that they can have contact tracing and all that. The problem is, is that if you test a player and there, and we know that with the test, there are false positives and false negatives. So if a false negative happens and this player is still around everybody else in the huddle, in meetings, all these things, you can potentially infect the entire team. How does this affect coaching staffs? Do they have to separate and segregate the the, uh, coaching staffs? The way if somebody gets sick, you still have enough coaches to coach? 
And then, so if a false negative happens, then he's still around everybody else. You can affect everybody else. Or a false positive, if you don't test everybody, then you're going to be 48, 72 hours out before you get the results. So that is going to be the other thing. And the last thing, which we've seen that they may have an uh, ability to do is opt out. So players have until, uh, I believe, August 1st to opt out or opt in of the season. But you can't change your mind, so players can't do holdouts and all of that stuff. The positive tests, whether it's going to be IR or whether that list is going to, you know, like how that list is going to work. It's going to be a big thing on the NFL coming back. So the NFL has huge problems. It's got to actually roll out a plan. And many players, many people are saying, oh, this is the player's fault. And no, this is squarely on Roger Goodell, the administration, and not, not the country's administration, but the, uh, the administration slash higher-ups of the NFL. They had the luxury of seeing what happened to Major League Baseball, the NBA, but instead, they kicked the can down the street and said, oh, everything will be okay by the time July, August, September rolls around. And look where we are right now. So the NFL has kicked its own self in the shot itself in the foot, tripped over its own feet on its own shoelaces. Need to get it together if you want to see some ball. Am I right or am I wrong? Catch you guys next episode.